الحمد لله رب العالمين له له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى we have or we're behind on the subject of علوم القرآن we are behind on it so the plan inshallah ta'ala is to finish it today bi-idhnillah al-kareem so we're going to take three classes that we should have taken all of it we're going to take today inshallah ta'ala so we can make the ulum al-quran or the ilm al-tafsir we can conclude it inshallah inshallah ta'ala As you can all see, today's class, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to start by speaking about anwa'u tafsir, the types of tafsir. So the word anwa' means what? It means types. So what we're going to speak about is the types of tafsir there are. If you buy a book in tafsir and you want to read the tafsir in that particular book the tafsir will not leave one of these two it's either one of these two it's a, either a book which is a tafsir bil ma'thur or it's a book which is a tafsir bil ra'i what does a tafsir bil ma'thur mean and what does a tafsir bil ra'i mean We'll take all of that insha'Allah ta'ala today. So this was meant to be one class and then this was meant to be a, another class and the last class insha'Allah ta'ala we're going to take the shurut of the mufassir and the adab, the manners that is needed from the mufassir. So one class, the second class and the third class all of that we're going to take today and the etiquette that is required from the mufassir we're going to divide it into the manners and the etiquettes or the conditions that are required from the mufassir is going to be three inshallah ta'ala shurut which is shurut ilmiyah and shurut aqliyah We'll speak about what that means, inshallah ta'ala, and shurut, which is sulukiya. We'll speak about that, inshallah ta'ala, and what that means. But all of this, we're meant to finish it today and conclude it today. Because to, to be honest, it was meant to be last week that we should have finished the tafsir. So let's conclude, bi'idhnillahi kareem, today. So the tafsir is how many types? It's two types. What's the first one? At-tafsiru bil-ra'i. I'm at-tafsiru bil-ma'thur. Sorry, at-tafsiru bil-ma'thur is how many types? Two types. What's the first one? Al-sahih al-maqbool. What does al-sahih al-maqbool mean? 
the one that is authentic and is accepted. It has met the conditions of authenticity. So what is it? It's accepted. Or it is al mardud. It is what? Weak and rejected. What is it? Weak and it's rejected. We'll speak about what that means inshallah ta'ala. At-tafsiru bil-ra'i is what? We'll speak about what that means inshallah ta'ala. It's two types. Mahmud which is praiseworthy. Mahmud means what? Praiseworthy. And madhmoom means what? Blameworthy. Huh? What is it? It is criticized, is deemed wrong. That's madhmoom. And the third chapter that we're going to speak about today, inshallah ta'ala, is shurutul mufassir. The person who's doing tafsir. What are the conditions that are required from him? Can everybody open the Quran and teach the book of Allah? Or are there conditions that he or she has to meet? The conditions are three. Shurut which are ilmiya. What is it shurut ilmiya mean? He has to have a type of knowledge. There's a knowledge he has to have. Aqliya means he has to be a person who is smart and clever. We'll speak about that. And the third one is sulukiya am akhlaqiya. His manners and his etiquettes. And we'll speak about that in great details inshallah ta'ala. So now let's start with the first one which is At-Tafsiru Bil-Ma'thur So now we're going to speak about At-Tafsiru Bil-Ma'thur Which is the first one How are we going to speak about it? We're going to speak about it based on In these points What does it mean, At-Tafsiru Bil-Ma'thur? What's the definition? We'll speak about that, inshallah ta'ala. Number two, another thing that we need to speak about is Al-Isra'iliyat. We're going to be speaking about Al-Isra'iliyat. And the third thing that we're going to be speaking about is the books that are written in the tafsir bil ma'thur we're going to mention five books inshallah ta'ala that are what five books that are written in tafsir bil ma'thur five only that doesn't mean there are only five but just for you to know so the first thing is what does at tafsir bil ma'thur mean what does it mean, tafsir bil ma'thur? What's the definition? The definition is huwa ma ja'a It is huwa
Okay. What does a tafsiru bil ma'thur mean? A tafsiru bil ma'thur is that which it's clarification. It's clarification. It is whatever that has come. Bayanul lil Quran al the explanation of the Quran has come min al Qurani from the Quran. So number one, the explanation of the Quran has come from where? It has come from the Quran itself. So the Quran is explaining the Quran. That is called a tafsir bil ma'thur. Are we all together? Am I making sense here? An ayah comes and explains another ayah. This is a tafsir bil ma'thur. This mas'ala lakin, are you with me? Tafsir bil ma'thur. The bahithin, the researchers, and the scholars of this time, some of them don't accept a tafsir al Qurani bil Quran if it can be added into a tafsir bil ma'thur. They don't accept that. But we will. Why? Because the Quran nuqila ilayna bil asanid. The Quran has come to us through what? Chain. And the word ma'thur, it comes from the word athar. What does athar mean? It means footsteps. I'm a footprints, right? Footprints, right? This means chain. Are we all together? Athar means chain. It's, it's a synonym of the word al-khabar or hadith. The word athar, it means the same. So they don't accept that the Quran explaining the Quran cannot be called ma'thur or athar. Some scholars say no. Am I making sense? But we say we do accept it. Why? Because the Quran did come to us to, through what? Through chain. Like in the chain that it came to, to us is what? Bittawatur. Multitude narration. صح? So we will add that into the definition. Are we sunnah or the sunnah? So for example, an ayah explaining another ayah. An ayah explaining another ayah. What did Adam say when Allah said in the ayah, فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ What is that kalimat that Adam said? You don't know what it is. Like in another ayah, Allah told us the kalimat that Adam said. What was it? رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا So Surah Al-Baqarah didn't mention like Surah Al-A'raf. Allah explained it. What did he say? رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا this is what he said. Then the Quran is explaining for you. This is the first type of tafsir bil ma'thur. The second type is what? It's the one that we took where Allah says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكْرَ لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ What does the Sunnah do? It explains that what does he explain? Hafid al-Hakami, what does he say in his kitab? فَسُنَّةُ النَّبِيِّ وَحْيٌ ثَانٍ عَلَيْهِمَا قَدْ أُطْلِقَ الْوَحْيَانِ وَإِنَّمَا طَرِيقُهَا الرِّوَايَةِ فَافْتَقَرَ الرَّاوِي إِلَى الدِّرَايَةِ The sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what is it? It's an explanation of what? How did the sunnah explain the Qur'an? We already spoke about that before when we were doing Tadween al-Sunnah, right? Tariq al-Tadween al-Sunnah, right? Lakin, the Prophet explained the sunnah 
in his qawl, in his fi'il, and his what? All three of them is, a, is an explanation of the Sunnah, Quran. The Prophet didn't just explain the Quran with his words. He also explained the Quran with his actions. Allah said in the ayah, وَأَقِيمُوا وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةِ Right? Establish the prayer. What did the Messenger say? صَلُّوا كَمَا رَأَيْتُمُونِي Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ اسْتَطَاعَ عَلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا The Prophet said, خُذُوا عَنِّي خُذُوا عَنِّي مَنَاسِكَكُمْ And he showed them how to do salah and he showed them how to do what? Hajj. And the third one is what? Consent. That which was done in his presence and he was what? He was silent about it. The Nabi whatever was done in his gathering, it is impossible for him to be silent about it unless he is what? Unless he agrees with it. Okay. What is, what is an example of the sunnah explaining the Qur'an? For example, when the Messenger sallallahu said the ayah, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَمْ يَلْبِسُوا إِمَانُوا بِظُلْمٍ أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الْأَمْنُ وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ Allah tells us in this ayah, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who believed in Allah, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَمْ يَلْبِسُوا إِمَانُوا بِظُلْمٍ And they did not clothe them, their iman with oppression. Allah says, Ula'ika lahumul amn. Those are the people I'm going to give safety to. And what did he also say? And they are the ones who are guided. The Sahabas, when they read this ayah, let's write the ayah down. Allah says, Alladina amanu. Alladina amanu. Walam yalbisu imanahum. Allah says, Alladheena, those amanu who believe, walam yalbisu, and they did not clothe their iman, imanahum bidulmin. Let's look at the word bidulmin. Okay, let's focus here. The word bidulmin, there's a tanween here. Sah? Is it not bidulmin? Okay. This tanween, the Arabic language, how many tanween are there? There are 10 types of tanween. This tanween is called what? Tanweenu? At-tankir. What is it called? What does a tankir mean? Indefinite. Are you with me, brothers? This tanween is what? What is, do you guys know what a definite, a definite and indefinite is? Do you guys know the difference? Yeah? In the English language, the, the word a apple, what, sorry, an apple, sorry, it's an an apple. Okay, it's an an apple. Sah? An apple, right? Do you know what apple it is? Yeah? Do you guys know which apple it is? Is it known to you? What about if I said the apple? If I said the apple, what will happen? Both of them are articles, by the way. I'm not teaching English, okay? But an apple is what? It's an indefinite article. What is it? It's called an indefinite. It's called an indefinite article. Whereas there is a what? What does it mean now? What did you guys understand from it? 
the apple is specific and it's known. And this is what? It's not known. Does that make sense? Yeah? Okay, good. Let's come back to this now. Let's come back to this. Bidulmin here, there's a what? There's a tanwin. What's this tanwin called? I said? Tankir. What does tankir mean? It means the word nakira. You know nakira? What is nakira? Indefinite. In the Arabic language, there's a principle. And these Sahaba were Arabs, right? They know the Arabic language. As the poet said, Lestu bin Ahwiyin Yaluku Lisanahu, Walakini Salikiyun Akulu Fagrib. The Sahabas were Arabs. When they spoke, they knew Arabic language. Here, there's an indefinite. This tanwil is an indefinite. Okay. Before it, there's a what? Negation, which is lam. The qa'idah is there's a principle here now. Which is what? Nakiratun. This is the nakira. This is the nakira. Fi siyaqi, in the context of a what? What context is it in? Negation. There's a nafi before it. Nakiratun fi siyaqi nafi. What is the qa'idah? Tufidul umum. It shows generalization. Meaning, this oppression is every type of oppression. How many oppressions are there? Three types of oppression. Okay. Dhulmullahi. Oppressing Allah. That's one. Number two is what? Dhulmul khalq. The third was what? Dhulmul nafs. The Sahabas understood it as what? All three. That's the Arabic language, right? They took it generally. Are we all together, brothers? What did the Prophet do? He corrected them. What did he say to them? He said, Inna shirka la It's not all three types. This is the problem when you try to do tafsir of the Quran only on the Arabic language. Do you see where I'm coming from now? If you just say, I'm going to get the Quran and I'm only going to use the Arabic language and I'm not going to use the t- hadith and I'm not going to use the Quran itself and I'm not going to use any other method, I'm only going to use the Arabic language, this is the problem because this is what the Arabic language says here right now. And the ayah, it has a khususiyah, specific. Are we all together, brothers? So this type of tafsir is called what? Who explained this ayah? Yeah? And last time, remember, I gave you the call of who? When it came to the ayah, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكْرَ لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Whose call did I give? Ibn Abdul Bar. In what kitab? جَامِعُ بَيَانِ الْعِلْمِ وَفَضْلِهِ His call in that kitab, when he explained that ayah, I mentioned it last lesson. Sah? I did, right? Did I not? Yeah, did I not, brothers? I did, I did, I remember. The third one is what? Kalamu? Nakiratun fi siyaqi nafi tufidul umum. Tufidul umum. The second type of tafsir is what? The second type of what? Is from who? Sahaba to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Do we take the tafsir of the sahabas? We do take, we talk, we spoke about the hujiyah to tafsir al-sahaba, we spoke about it. Whether the sahaba's tafsir is a proof or is it something we take, we already spoke about that. True or false? We have. Can anyone here give a proof, evidence, that we, look, we have to look into the tafsir of the sahabas? 
What's the delil for it? Hiya? What did? When Ibn Abbas did that. That's an example, but what's the evidence that we need to follow the Sahaba's tafsir? Huh? Huh? Jameel, Hadith Irbad ibn Sarias, fi Sunnah Abi Dawood, Sunnah Tirmidhi, it's in the three Sunan Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah, and Tirmidhi, and Nasa'i didn't narrate it. عليكم بسنتي وسنة الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين عضوا عليها بالنواجد وإياكم ومحدثات الأمور هيا any other evidence ها والسابقون الأولون من المهاجرين والأنصار والذين اتبعهم any other آية in سورة المائدة where Allah says ومن يشاقق الرسول ومن يشاقق الرسول من بعد ما تبين له الهدى ويتبع who were the Ghayr Sabeel al-Mu'mineen? Who were the Mu'mineen when this ayah came down? Sahabat ibtida'an. It starts with them. When this ayah came down, they were the believers only, right? Okay, we're all together. So the Sahabas, we take their tafsir. And their tafsir, we give it importance. Why? لِأَنَّهُمْ شَاهَدُوا التَّنْزِيلِ They saw the revelation come down. They saw the waqa'i' the events happening. What did we say? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, مَا مِنْ آيَةٍ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا وَأَنَا أَعْلَمُ أَيْنَ نَزَلَتْ Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, what did he say? I, there is not an ayah that came down in the Qur'an. Except I know what? When? أَيْنَ نَزَلَتْ No, where it came down on. I also know he said, فِيمَنْ نَزَلَتْ Whoever it came down on. I know that, he said. Are we all together, brothers? So these people, if a car accident happens here, Two cars collide into one another. Who are you going to take? A person who came a day later? Or are you going to take the person who saw the incident? Who are you going to take? The one who saw the incident. You'll take the eyewitness. صح? The Sahabas were eyewitnesses. They saw the environment. They saw the context. They saw everything. The thing that's brought after them is also the tabi'in which is the fourth one right the tabi'in are what the tabi'in are the fourth they are tafsir bil ma'thur we give the tabi'in and we mention the tabi'in who do we give the most to the student of who abdullah ibn abbas's students like who mujahid mujahid ibn jabrin where he said araftu al-mushaf ala ibn abbas the word mushaf is a muthalath. You can say mushaf, mushaf, or mushaf. Like you can say jadda, jidda, and judda, muthalath. I opened the mushaf. Who? Al ibn Abbas. I opened the mushaf to Abdullah ibn Abbas. What did I do? Every ayah I stop him. And I say to Ibn Abbas, What does this ayah mean? 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 ولذلك سفيان الثوري ودري سي إذا جاءك تفسير مجاهد فحسبك به. If the tafsir of mujahid comes to you, what did he say? Enough. Don't ask for more questions. So we take the tafsir of the tabi'in, لكن بشرط with the condition that it's what it doesn't go against the Quran, it doesn't go against the Sunnah, or it doesn't go against the Sahabas. Does that make sense? That's the meaning of a tafsir بالمعثور. And we already took all of this before, right? 
Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Now, when it comes to tafsir bil ma'thur, scholars they generally speak about what is known as al Israeliyat. What is al Israeliyat? Israeliyat is from the previous nations, Banu Israel. Huh? Banu Israel. Are we allowed to quote from them and use them as references in tafsir books? We'll speak about that. We're going to break the tafsir of the, uh, the Banu Israel into types in order for us to have a good understanding. We look at its three types. First of all, you open books of tafsir. Ibn Kathir, if you open it, you find Israeliyat in there. Ibn Jarir al-Tabri, you find Israeliyat in there. If you open, majority of the tafsir books, they mention Israeliyat. Lakin memorize this as a qa'ida. The Israeliyat is mentioned lil-istishad. It is mentioned as istishad, lil istishad, not lil i'timad. As Ibn Taymiyyah said, it's not mentioned as i'timad. This, like, yes. What does that mean? What's the difference between lil istishad and lil i'timad? Istishad is once you've built your arguments on evidences and you've proven your argument with evidences. Then you just mention it as a side witness. Even the previous nation believed this. Does that make sense? So the person, what they do is they bring tafsir from the Quran and explain it with the Quran. Like for example, Ahlul Sunnah believe Allah is above his. Allah is above his throne. Somebody brings evidences for that, and then after that he says, even Banu Israel before they believed that as well. This is what. Halalil istishad. It's just a witness. But the asal is what? I've already proven my evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah and the Ijma' al-Salaf. Am I making sense? Yes? No? Meaning, once you've given your evidences and your proofs, and the Israeliyat is not part of the proof, you'll only mention it as a side point. It's a side point. It's not your core evidence. Your core evidence is the Quran, or your core evidence is Sunnah, or your core evidence is the Sahaba statement, or the Tabi'in. Lakin, you do not mention the Israeliyat as a what? That first of all. Wala ibn Kathir, wala ibn Jarir, then none of them do that. Does that make sense? Huh? You with me for number one? That's point, that's, you have to know that. The Israeliyat is three types. The first one is, That which we know it's true. This Israeliyat, we actually is we actually believe it. It's right. How do we know it's right? Because the Prophet said it, Ali Salam. Are you with me, brothers? Like for example, when the Messenger came and then Aisha and she said, Ya Rasulullah, a woman just came to me right now and she told me that Allah is places his the day of judgment, Allah is going to place the earth on one finger and he's going to place the sky on one finger and he's going to place this on one finger. And then the Prophet, he smiled 
until his molar teeth can be seen. And then he said, Sadaqat, wallah, she said the truth. And then the Prophet recited the ayah, um, The Prophet recited an ayah to support her. I'll remember the ayah, inshallah. He got the ayah and he used the azah. We know that's true. Now we say, is this is right. How do we know it's right? Nabi Muhammad sallallahu said it. Are we all together, brothers? Yeah? That's the te- first type of Bani Israel's concept. I mean, the, the, what is mentioned in their books. The third one is that which we know that it's a lie. It's a lie. The second one, Naam. We know it's a lie, it is not true. They said it, but it's what? Like, for example, Nabila Isa ibn Maryam, where is he? Allah says, Ma qatalu wa ma salabuhu wa lakin shubbihalo. Nabila Isa is not dead. Are you with me, brothers? Allah ta'ala responds to the abatil and what they said. This is kadib, this is a lie. We can never believe that. Because the Quran proves that it's what? It's a lie. Are we all together, brothers? That, of course, we know it. The third one is the issue now. The third one is that which we don't know if it's true and we don't know if it's a lie. Nabi Muhammad instructed us here. This one. Our Prophet instructed us. Do you know what he said to us? He said, فَلَا تُصَدِّقُوهُ وَلَا تُكَذِّبُوهُ Don't believe it and don't disbelieve in it. This is the type, no one's, no one's denying this one, that it can be used. No one's denying that. Because our religion affirms that. And no one is disputing about that this one is rejected. And that it's never mentioned. So Kutub Tafasir, when they mention the Israeliyat, they're not mentioning this one. That's a lie. What are they mentioning? This is the one they come mentioning. Are we all together? And no one is denying the usage of this one. Here is where this, the usage is, is you find ikhtilaf on. And listen to this, brothers. وَغَالِبُ The majority of this type of tafsir مِمَّا لَا فَائِدَةَ فِيهِ There's no benefit in it. This one. Where our sharia is silent about it. It hasn't accepted it, nor has it rejected it. Like, for example, the, from the Israeliyat that I mentioned, for example, is Ashabul Kahfi, the dog that they had. Which type of dog was it? Was it German Shepherd? Was it a little Chihuahua? What type of dog was it? Huh? Is that a benefit in there? Are we all together? Ama Khadr, when he killed the boy, or the child, what was his name? Nabi Musa's stick, what type of stick was it? People bring Israeliyat for this. Are we all together? It's something true. If you learn it, your iman will not increase and it won't decrease. Are we all together, brothers? So the majority of this one, there's no benefit in it. There is not. There is no benefit in it. Does that make sense? So it's better to avoid it and not to waste your time on it. Because your time is valuable, right? You need to learn other things. So a lot of the times, the people, they, they waste time on this.
to know this and find out and there's no benefit that they get from it. The fourth point inshallah ta'ala that we're going to speak about today the fourth point that we're going to speak about regarding a tafsir bil ma'thur is the books that are written in it. We're going to speak about We're going to be speaking about Al-Mu'allafat Fi At-Tafsir Bil-Ma'thur So the first one is And this is the first book that was written in Tafsir Is Tafsir Mujahid 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 ibn Jabr who we said is a student of who? Ibn Abbas. Mujahid ibn Jabrin, he died when the year was 104. He died what year? First book of Tafsir. The second one is Tafsir Yahya ibn Salam. That's the second type of Tafsir. The third one is, so he died 200, Hijriya 104, Hijriya. The third one is Tafsir, Ibn Jarir Al-Tabariyu. Ibn Jarir died 110 Hijriya. Now, the other two, these two, the majority of it is found in Tafsir Ibn Jarir Al-Tabari. Ibn Jarir took it. So let's quickly go over Tafsir ibn Jarir al-Tabari. This kitab, the Imam who wrote it, his name is uh, Muhammad ibn Jarir, Muhammad ibn Ja'far, sorry. His kunya is, no, 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 he's Muhammad ibn Jarir al-Tabari. Sorry. Muhammad ibn Jarir. His kunya is Abu Ja'far Rahimahullah Ibn Jarir has many 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 books Like in two books are very well known The first one is his tafsir Which is known as Jami'u Bayan al-Quran And the second one is Tarikh His history book that he wrote Rahimahullah He was a Ibn Jarir al-Tabari Was a Mufassir He was a Mu'arikh A historian and he also was a mujtahid. Yani faqih mujtahid. He didn't follow a madhab. He had his own madhab. Ibn Jarir al-Tabari had his own madhab fiqhi. Are you with me brothers? Walidalika, I can't go more into it. Like in read the tariq of Ibn Jarir al-Tabari. Imam al-Dhahabi brings in Isira ala min nubala. Ibn Jarir, he had a mihna. A big problem happened to him in Baghdad. Where he, res- where he lived. He had a big issue with the Hanabila of Baghdad. Are you with me, brothers? And at that time, the Saitara and the Quwa were is it in the hand of who? Who? The Hanabila. The Hanbalims. And they gave Ibn Jarir al-Tabari a very great time. And one of the accusations that were put against him was that he was a Shi'i, but he wasn't. 
And because of that, Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, rahimahullah, um, he died imprisoned in his house. Huh? Where did he die? The mihna, it reached an extent where he became, in, he stuck into his house and he died there, rahimahullah, rahmatan wasi'ah, when the year was 310. His tafsir book is the, one of the biggest tafsir, if not the biggest tafsir book of tafsir bil ba'thur. Are we all together, brothers? The best publication is the tahqiq of Abdullahi Abdullah Turki. The tahqiq of Abdullahi Turki is the best daba'ah and the best copy of that tafsir. It's good to buy it. One of the other books is is Zadul Masir by Ibn Al-Jawzi. Ibn Al-Jawzi, rahimahullah ta'ala, his tafsir book, Zadul Masir, Fi Ilm al-Tafsir, it's a good book. And it's one is also considered to be from what? Al-Tafsir bil Ma'thur. Even that though, his kitab doesn't have asanid chains. Like when you look at Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, every quote that he quotes somebody, what does he bring? A chain from himself to the person who's, who he's quoting. Lakin Ibn al-Jawzi doesn't do that. Ibn al-Jawzi? Ibn al-Jawzi doesn't do that, rahimahullah, rahmatan wasi'a. The reason is because he wants to make his tafsir very simple and easy. And we learn a benefit from this. That for a book to be called a tafsir bil ma'thur, it's not a condition that there's a chain between the author and whoever he's attributing the statement to. It's not necessary. Does that make sense? Because Ibn al-Jawzi's time onwards, they stopped bringing the chain in there. All they would say is Rahu Ahmed fi Musnadi, ama Rahu al-Bukhari fi Sahihi. Does that make sense? Like before that, they would bring the chain from themselves to the imam that they are referencing and if it wasn't for a if it wasn't for time i would have mentioned some benefits in, in tafsir al-jarir al-tabari like and i will mention one benefit that i i came across in the tafsir of ibn jarir al-tabari rahimahullah ibn jarir al-tabari when it came to the tafsir of surah yusuf when he came to the what when he came to surah yusuf what he did was he commented on the verse. Are we all together, brothers? He commented on the what? He commented on the verse. And when he commented on the verse, he said, This commentary that I have placed on the verse is from myself. I came with it. And he said, If you follow the Arabic language and if you follow the Qawa'id al Sharia, I haven't gone against it. This is where it really touched me. But he said, I am not going to say it. I'm not going to give this tafsir of the ayah. Why? Because no one preceded me in it. No one said this tafsir before me. I have no one to attribute it to before me. And that is enough for me to leave it. What did I just say? He's a mufassir. He's a mu'arikh. He is a mujtahid. He has the rights to do ijtihad. Because later we're going to speak about it, the, uh, the tafsir bil ma'thur, uh, tafsir bil ra'i, when we speak about it, we'll see. 
that you can do opinions on ayat. He chose not to. What does that really show us, brothers? It reminds me of the statement of who? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. What did Abu Bakr say? He said, Ayyu sama' Which sky will shade me? Ayyu ardin taqulluni? And which earth will hold me? In ana qultu ala Allahi ma la a'lam. If I say about Allah that which I don't know. Because we're talking about a verse. If I speak about Allah's book with no knowledge, and I say about Allah that this is what Allah was saying here, and this is what Allah meant, which sky is going to shade me? Which earth is going to hold me? And Abdullah ibn Hajj al-Shanqiti in his kitab Maraqi Su'ud, what did he say? He says, The people of knowledge, they wouldn't just speak about an ayah like that. Are we all together? Whenever they came to a verse, they will be quiet. Umar was on the pulpit one day, and then he said, What did Umar say? He said, We know what fakiha means. I mean, that's clear. And he started to think, Umar. And then he spoke to himself. He said, Umar, this is takalluf. You're burdening yourself to find out what wa'abban means. Leave it. And he left it. These were who? These were the noble companions. So tafsir ibn Jarir al-Tabari, it is a tafsir that every single person should buy and definitely should read. And Every ayah, nearly every single ayah, he'll bring you an imam who said it. He'll bring you the salaf and the aqwal and what they said. So you have to buy that tafsir book. Um, a lot of people say, this is a misconception. A lot of people, they say that tafsir ibn kathir, it is a what? They say it's a summary of tafsir ibn jarir tabari. No, it's not true. Tafsir ibn Kathir, it, yes, he greatly depended on the Tafsir ibn Jarir al-Tabi, of course. Ibn Jarir, after him, everyone who came, they used him. Like in Tafsir ibn Kathir, you find in it opinions, rulings, extra things that you won't find in Tafsir ibn Jarir al-Tabari. Does that make sense? So to say it's a summary is incorrect. It is not a summary. One of the tafasir that are also in there, number five, is is Ma'alim al-Tanzil. Ma'alim al-Tanzil is written by Al-Imam al-Baghawi. Al-Imam al-Baghawi, rahimahullah. Al-Imam al-Baghawi's tafsir is a ikhtisar. He summarized tafsir al-Tha'labi. Tafsir man? The Kitab Ma'alim al-Tanzil is a summary of whose tafsir? The tafsir of who? Al-Tha'alabi. Because tafsir al-Tha'alabi has a hadith mawdu'a, munkara, da'ifa. Are you with me? And Israeliyat and so many things. Al-Imam al-Baghawi, he, he left it. What did he do? Huh? Where did he head to? Where did he go towards? He went towards summarizing the book and getting rid of those things. And he's a great Imam. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i. 
He was a. He was a. He was a Shafi'i in Madhab, in Furu'ul Fiqiyah. Okay, Alhamdulillah, we've accomplished the first part of the class. Now we're going to move on to the second. Barakallah fi. Now we're going to go into a tafsir bil ra'i. Okay, number one, what does tafsir bil ra'i mean? So, ma'na. Hey, what does a tafsir bil ra'i mean? We have to explain it. It is. It is وَهُوَ مَا يَعْتَمِدُ فِيهِ الْمُفَسِّرُ التفسير بالرأي means the scholar what does he do? يَعْتَمِدُ he relies on the مفسر في بيان المعنى when he is explaining the verse when he is explaining the verse what does he rely on? he relies on الفهم his understanding of the verse والاستنباط and to extract Based on what? Birra'i, based on opinion. He looks at the ayah, he will extract it, all based on opinion. He doesn't have what we mentioned before, which was what? Al Quran? Bil Quran, no, he doesn't have that. He hasn't got Sunnah. What does he also not have? Aqwalu Sahaba, no. He doesn't have all of those we mentioned. Are we all together, brothers? Here, it's based upon al-fahm wal-istimbat. His understanding and his extraction and him deriving rulings or understanding from that particular verse. Does that make sense? Now what we said was, how many types are there? Al-Ra'i, how much were they? Mahmoud and? Okay. Mahmoud means praiseworthy. Okay? And then Madhmoud means what? Blameworthy. When is it praiseworthy and when is it deemed wrong? When is the person criticized for doing this? These three conditions are important. If these conditions are met, then it's praiseworthy. Are we all together, brothers? These three conditions have to be met. The individual who's doing the tafsir bil ra'i, he has to have sihatul i'tiqad. What does he have to have? He has, he has to have good aqidah and he has to be a person who adheres. Waluzumu sunnah. And he adheres to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's no good in a, a person whose aqidah is wrong. When he, what's he going to understand from the verse? Are you with me, brothers? 
ولذلك طريقة أهل البدع when it comes to the Quran as the ulama mention أبو مضفر السمعاني mentions in his kitab قواطع الأدلة شيخ الإسلام mentions in his kitab بيان الدليل في بطلان التحليل that the أهل البدع يعتقدون they believe first ثم يستدلون and then they look for the evidence فيضلون they become misguided so they have a preconceived notion huh? they have a belief already and they start looking for the verse and they start looking for the verse right لأن الله tells us in the Quran هو الذي أنزل عليك الكتاب منه آيات محكمات هن أم الكتاب وأخر متشابهات فما الذين في قلوبهم زيغ فيتبعون ما تشابه منه بتغاء الفتنة وبتغاء تأويل وما يعلم تأويله إلا الله والراسخون في العلم يقولون آمنا كل من عند ربنا وما يذكر إلا أولو الألباب Allah tells us the Quran is what? is divided into how many? ayat which is muta shabih and then is ayat which are ayat which are mutashabih and ayat which are muhkam mutashabih means what? vague, ambiguous are we all together? the scholars they divide mutashabih باعتبارات كثيرة there's many ways they look at it لكن there's متشابه حقيقي what does متشابه حقيقي mean? the ambiguity of this verse is literal it's real it's a real the حقيقي type is alif la meem what does it mean? that's متشابه you don't know it حقيقي are we all together? the حروف المقطعة that you see in the Quran, Alif, Lam, Mim, uh, Noon, Saad, Qaf, these are called Mutashabih Haqiqi. Some scholars, what they did was they brought it together, all these letters. What did they say? Nasun Hakimun Qatu'un Lahu Sirrun. Have you heard that before? What did they say? These, all these letters, if you want to know what they are, Nasun Hakimun قَاطِعٌ لَهُ سِرٌ What does that mean? When they brought it together, it has a meaning. You see, what does it mean? It's a text that is wise. And it has, and it, it has been cut for it. Or has been given it. Secret behind it. Do you not agree? Anyways, these letters, each one represents a what? How many letters are there? No, how many letters are all the current letters? Count it properly. 14. 14, صح? So we have 14 letters. Do you know how many surahs in the Quran it starts with? 27 surahs in the Quran. I'm at 27 places in the Quran. I'm not wrong. Ah, brothers, this is called mutashabih haqiqi. There's another type which is called mutashabih what? Nisbi. What does mutashabih nisbi mean? Mutashabih nisbi means it's only ambiguous to some people, but not everybody. That's why Allah says, وَمَا يَعْلَمُ تَأْوِيلَهُ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَالْرَاسِخُونَ فِي الْعِلْمِ That's if we say that there's no waqf here, we don't stop. There's two ways of reading this verse. What can you say? You can stop there, which is a waqf al-hazim, according to some of the scholars. The ayah here, he says, No one knows his interpretation. 
There's two ways of reading it. No one knows his interpretation except who? Allah. If we stop there, then Allah is a what? Is the only one who knows. And the, the sentence after that is Jumla Isti'nafiyah. It's a new sentence. And those who have knowledge, they are saying. There's a second way of reading it. No one knows the interpretation except Allah and the people of knowledge. Sah? Am I making sense? No? So if you, if you take both of those recitations or both of those ways of reading, each time you're talking a type of, about a type of mutashabi. When you say, and you stop, only Allah knows his, his interpretation, which type are you talking about? The haqiqi, only Allah knows what Alif Lam Mim means. But when you say, which one are you talking about? The nisbi, because only Allah and the ulama know, not everybody else knows. We don't know those. This teaches us something very beneficial, which is the mas'ala of al-waqf wal ibtida in the Qur'an, right? When you stop somewhere in the Qur'an and when you're going to carry on, how the meaning can change. Sah? Huh? And the second type of Qur'an is what? Like, I want you to remember something, brothers. Even that though this verse is ambiguous, the scholars, they say, مِنْ حَيْثُ الدَّلَالَةِ لَا مِنْ حَيْثُ الْمُرَادِ What does that mean? It's an issue here. The ambiguity is in terms of what it's showing you, not in its intent. The intent is always clear. Allah already Allah knows what He wants from this verse. The murad is always muhkam. The intent behind the verse is always what? It's always clear. Like in what's ambiguous? The dalala, the indication, what it can indicate to you, what it can show you. Sahih. No? For example, if I say to you, did Allah say in the Quran, Wailul Lil Musallin? Well be to those who pray. Did Allah say that? Did He say that? Allah said that, right? So Allah said, Well be to those who pray. I'm asking you guys a question. Did He say that? So the way you say it is, Yes, He said it, but He didn't intend that. In terms of dalalay, Allah said it. Like in the murad, that's not what is murad. That's not the intent of what Allah said. Does that make sense? The intent is Allah means what He said after that. You have to connect it. Does that make it clear? Allah says in another ayah, Those of you who believe, don't come close to the prayer. If I stop there, hey, did Allah say that? You can't say Allah didn't say that because it's an ayah from the Quran. Am I making sense? But is that what Allah intended? Did Allah intend not to come close to the prayer? Huh? That's not Milhaith al Murad. That's not the intent. The intent is La Don't come close to the prayer when you're when you're drunk. Am I making sense, brothers? That's what we say sometimes when somebody says, Do you say this to me? Yes, but I didn't mean that. That's what we say, right? Is that, does, that, does that make it clear now? Example. Okay. So why did I mention this? The people of innovation now. We were talking about the issue of Sihatul Itiqadi wa Luzum Sunnah. To have a good aqidah. 
the people of innovation, they like to stick with those verses, those ambiguous verses. What did they leave? The ayat which are muhkam. What does the ayat which are muhkam mean? They're the verses which are clear cut. The ayat which are لا لا doesn't accept any interpretation. It's crystal clear. Is there any other meaning that it has? Allah says in the ayah, What do they do? They leave those verses and they come to the verses where Allah says, Inna nahnu. They say, Nahnu. That's we. What does we show? Plural. Are you with me, brothers? Does that make sense? And so, okay, what's the minimum of plural in the Arabic language? Three. So, Trinity comes from there. Are you with me, brothers? And you might think to yourself, this is far-fetched. Like in Waftun Najran, the ayah came down, the beginning, it came down which people? The weft of Najran, the, the Christians that came to the Prophet they said to Muhammad, we have an issue. He said, what's the issue? He said, in the Quran that you have, Allah uses nahnu, inna, these show, what does it show? We. Now, in the Arabic language, Nahnu shows two meanings. The first meaning it shows is what? Al-Mu'adhimu nafsahu, the one who's venerating himself, glorifying himself. We call it the we of royalty. That's one meaning. The queen, when she says, huh? we, 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 she says that, right? Talking about Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. What did she say? She says we out of royalty, right? She doesn't mean anybody else, she's only talking about herself. But she uses the word we out of Allah has a higher example. The second one is what? The second type of we is what? Al mutakallim ma'hu ghayru. A person who's talking and somebody else is talking with him, which is plural. Which of those have you chosen? Do you mean al muabdi munafsa or this one? It's ambiguous, it's mutashabi. That's what mutashabi means. It doesn't have one direct meaning. Ahlul Bida'a, what will they do? They will take the... Okay, this is good, good. I like this. Got more than one meaning. So what would they do? They will take the plural out of it and they will dismiss the other. Why didn't they take this verse and say, look, there's two meanings in it. There's plural and there's also the royalty in there. We're going to take the royalty. Why? Because Allah said in another ayah, Qul Allahu. They didn't bring it back to the what? They're back to the verse which are muhkam. The numbers in the Arabic language are called nas. They can't have any other meaning. Numbers are restricted, right? Am I making sense? So this is why the people who are doing a tafsiru bil ra'i, they have to have good aqidah. Or what they're going to do is they're only going to choose the ayat which are mutashabi. And they're going to dismiss the ayat which are the ayat which are Muhkam. Because Allah, what did He say? The believers, what do they do? They take those verses which are ambiguous to which verses? To those ayat which are Muhkam. That's what we just did right now. We have verses that say Nahnu, Inna. And we said Nahnu can mean out of royalty or can mean what? Plural. Which one did we give? Royalty, right? Why? 
because we have ayat which are muhkam that are saying Allah is one. Sahih. Like in the person who doesn't have sihatul i'tiqad and he doesn't have luzum sunnah, what is he going to do? He's going to do tafsir akunita. Like for example, example, Allah says in the Quran, Ar-Rahmanu. Huh? Ala al-Arshi. Okay. What, does, what did the Sahabas, what did the Salaf had in Ummah, what did they explain the word Istawa mean? Yeah? What did they say? Huh? They said, Ala Wartafah. Abu Aliyah, Rahimahullahu Ta'ala, Mujahid, Tawus ibn Kaysan, others. What did they say? Ala Wartafah. High above. ولذلك أبو عمر الطملق أبو 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 عمر الطلمنكي رحمه الله فمن أئمة السلف هي بوت إجماع تدوّد استوى هي من على وارتفع إجماع الإمام الذهبي بريزين إزوات في كتاب العلو لعلي الغفار أيود من شغل باني رحمه الله أثنتيكيتريت إن مختصر أو يوتجذب رضيز now this is what the salaf said this is the إجماع of the salaf what would they do? They will say, no, no, no. Istawa here, it means what? It means, istawla. What does istawla mean? Is, is to what? Is to dominate, is to take over. They said, where did you guys get that from? They said, there was a man who wasn't a Muslim, who disbelieved in Allah, didn't believe Allah. His name was what? Huh? Uh, the Christian man, what did he say? Or oh, Jew, whatever he was. Huh? He said, Istawa bishrun ala al-Iraqi min ghayri sayfin wala dami muhraqi. They took a line of poetry from him. What did he say? Istawa Bishrun, Bishr took over Iraq. So he Istawa Bishrun. He said Bishr here took over Iraq meant Istawla. The Istawa he used here was what? Istawla. We'll look together, brothers. What did they dismiss? The Tafsir Salaf, all of it. And they took the Qawl of who? The Tafsir of who? A man who was not even a Muslim. Does anyone know his name? What did, Imam Sh- and what did Ibn Taymiyyah say in his Lamiyyah? وَجَمِعُ آيَاتِ الصِّفَاتِ أُمِرُّهَا مِنْ غَيْرِ وَجَمِعُ آيَاتِ الصِّفَاتِ أُمِرُّهَا حَقًّا كَمَا نَقَلَ الطِّرَازُ الْأَوَّلُ وَأَمُرُّ و- What did he say? وَأَرُدُّ أُحْدَةَ إِلَى نُقَالِهَا وَأَصُونُهَا عَنْ كُلِّ مَا يُتَخَيَّلُ ها هي سلوس قُبْحًا لِمَنْ نَبَدَ الْقُرْآنَ وَرَاءَهُ وَإِذَا اسْتَدَلَ يَقُولُ قَالَ الْأَخْطَلُ قُبْحًا Destruction be to those people who? قُبْحًا لِمَنْ نَبَدَ الْقُرْآنَ وَرَاءَهُ They toast the Qur'an over their shoulders وَإِذَا اسْتَدَلَ When he wants to use the evidence what did he say? قَالَ الْأَخْطَلُ أَخْطَلْ سَلْ أَخْطَلْ is the man who said استولى Are you with me brothers? ولذلك ابن القيم look what he said pay attention to he said, Nunul Yahudi, Walamu Jahmin, and the Lamb of the Jahmiyyah, 
هما في وحي رب العالم هما في وحي رب العرش زائدتان the noon of the Jews and the lamb of the Jahmiya both of them were added to the Quran when it was not from them where did the noon of the Jews come from look what Allah said to the Jews when he said enter Baytul Maqdis what did Allah say when you enter it what, do you, what should you do قولوا قولوا حطة say حطة right what did they do when they entered they added a noon and they said حنطة صح did they not say Hinta? So the Jews are the ones who added a letter. And these Jahmiya, when they came with this concept, they added a lamb to the word Istawa when it wasn't in there. Does that make sense? The point I'm coming to is Sihatul Itiqadi wa Luzum Sunnah. The importance of having correct aqidah and sticking to the Sunnah. The second condition is all of that was very important for you guys to understand because a lot of times. People just think anyone who does tafsir of the Quran, it's no problem. You can take it from them. And it's very vital. We're going to mention some books of tafsir that you need to stay away from. They're very dangerous. They're kutub tafsir based on what? At-tafsir bil-ra'yil madmum. It's based upon opinions which are bad. And we'll mention some of those books, inshaAllah ta'ala. The second condition is. The second one is The person cannot give jazm He can't say definitely This, this tafsir I done on the ayah That this is what Allah intended When he puts the tafsir forward He can't say this is what Allah, is, Allah said Tafsir bil-ra'i When you put it forward You cannot say this is what Allah intended Because it's based upon opinion Based upon what? It's not, there's no athar for it, there's no text for it. And the third condition is a yakuna minal ulama al mu'tabirina al mu'tabirin al ladina tawafara. لديهم أدوات الاجتهاد And the third condition is that it, the tafsir came from a scholar The one who's saying it He's from the ulama al-mu'tabarin He's from the scholars who are considered to be from the people of knowledge الذين توفر لديهم بأدوات الاجتهاد And he has the instruments of doing ijtihad he has the rights to comment on the verses. Are you with me, brothers? And yakuna min al-ulama'i. It comes, it's, uh, yeah, it's from a scholar who's mu'tabar. Mu'tabar means what? He's considered. He's got weight. Like Ibn al-Kathir. Like Imam al-Nawi. Like Ibn al-Qayyim. Like great scholar comes and he comments on that verse. You say, okay. This is, whose who's, who's opinion is this? This is the opinion of Ibn al-Kathir. Why? Because Ibn Kathir has adawatul ijtihad. He has the instrument of doing ijtihad. He has the Arabic language. We're going to speak about it later when we speak about the conditions of the Mufassir. He has the qawa'idul kulliya, comprehensive legal maxims of the religion. He also knows the ayat which are nasikh and mansukh. 
He knows ahadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if this ayah is going against the hadith, he knows. You're going to give an opinion and then guess what? Somebody's going to come up to you and say to you, it goes against the hadith in Arba'in Nawi. Are you doing brothers? Fuji hadith Nawi, you go against that. He's talking about masanid and mu'jamat and all of these books. He has great knowledge. Let's mention some books that are written in this. Tafsir bin Ra'i. One of the tafsir, Kutub tafsir bin Ra'i that's considered it, or it's, it has both, is Ibn Kathir. Ibn Kathir is tafsir bin Ra'i and it's tafsir bin Ma'thur. He's got both. Are we all together, brothers? There's times Ibn Kathir does his own opinions. Rahimahullah rahmatan wasi'ah. لكن التفسير من كثير is تفسير بالرأي المحمود the praiseworthy opinions not the blameworthy because he meets the conditions ابن كثير was who he had صحة الاعتقاد and لزوم السنة second is whenever he brought the opinion forward he would never say this is what Allah intended okay he believed that this is this is his opinion and number three he is without a doubt considered from the great scholars also Ibn Jarir al-Tabri's tafsir rahimahullah ta'ala even though the overwhelming majority of times he does athar 90% is bil athar there are times he comes with opinions rahimahullah ta'ala also Al-Imam al-Qurtubi Al-Imam al-Qurtubi have you heard of tafsir al-Qurtubi? have you guys heard of tafsir al-Qurtubi? tafsir al-Qurtubi like you have to understand it's based on ayatul ahkam. Are we all together? The ayats that have jurisprudent rulings, he focuses on those. Al-Imam al-Qurtubi. Does that make sense? Al-Imam al-Qurtubi, he, base, he bases his, on the exegesis of the Quran, he bases it highly on ayatul ahkam. The verses that talk about what? Jihad and salah and zakat and sawm and those ayat, ahkam, hukum. Are you with me? Does that make sense, brothers? Al-Imam al-Qurtubi, Abdullah al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah ta'ala. Also, we've mentioned al-Ra'i al-Mahmud, right? Those, all those books are based upon opinions, tasir opinions, but their opinions are very good. There are those who, they are based upon al-Ra'i al-Madmum, blameworthy opinions. Like the tafsir of Zamakhshari. Tafsiru Az-Zamakhshari. Tafsiru Zamakhshari, it's based upon Ar-Ra'i al-Madmum. Why? Number one, Sihatul Atiqad wa Luzum al-Sunnah. Zamakhshari is a Mu'tazili. What was he? Az-Zamakhshari. Zamakhshari is what? He was a Mu'tazili. He had a very bad, filthy belief. And scholars warn against his kitab, Ibn Hajar and others. Because, what did I mention before? Ibn Kathir and Ibn Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi, they have opinions, but the opinions that they have is what? The, play, the praiseworthy. Like in Zamakhshari? Zamakhshari's kitab is good with language, the balagha, the eloquency is very good in Arabic. Balagha, eloquency. 
لكن when it comes to صحة الاعتقاد it's very bad because he believed the belief of the Mu'tazila you know what the Mu'tazila believed? that the Quran is what? the Quran is created they're the ones because of, Imam, because of them Imam Ahmad was in prison are we all together? those were the people Imam Ahmad was fighting against so tafsir al-Zamakhshari is a dangerous tafsir and nowadays some contemporaries they, they teach that book as a curriculum to the people and they dismiss and they go against the tafsir of who? Ibn Kathir and tafsir al-Qurtubi and Ibn Jarir al-Tabari and I heard once upon a time a person say tafsir al-Zamakhshari if you don't read it you haven't even read tafsir in your life Ajeeb and that same person believes Ibn Jarir Tabari's tafsir is just a what? Compilation, just he threw all the narrations in there like that. That's the illness, right? Tafsir Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala, and Ibn Jarir Tabari, and Qurtubi, and Ibn Jawzi, and all of those scholars, their tafsir is beneficial by it. Also Ibn Atiyah's tafsir. He has a kitab called, Tahrir uh, is called, I think Tafsir al-Wajiz by Ibn Atiyah Baghawi's Tafsir, Ma'alim al-Tanzil Those books you need to buy You need to buy We're going to conclude with the last session today بإذن الله الكريم Also I will advise you all to buy the Tafsir of Sheikh Abdurrahman What's the correct way of saying his name? Sa'di or Si'di? Si'di is right Oh, be careful. I asked these children. I went to Qasim and I met his sons. They know it better, right? Sahih. Do they not know their fathers? Do not know? Sa'di is it's a tribe. It's the people he's from. It's Sa'di, not Sa'di. Even that though it's Muntashir. Everywhere you go, Sa'di, Sa'di, you see. But the correct way is what? Sa'di, because it's seen. Okay. So buy the tafsir of Abdurrahman Nasr al-Sa'di. My advice is place it next to your bed. Every night read something when you go to sleep, just before you go to sleep. I promise you in a period of time you finish the Quran like that. And alhamdulillah now tafsir of Nasr al-Sa'di is what? For those of you who can't read the Arabic language, it's in the? Ten volumes, right? Ten volumes. Go over it quickly. Read it. Because the Shaykh has a very good, mashallah, observation of the ayat. His kitab is called Tafsiru Kalam al Rahman fi Tafsiri Kalam al Mannan or something like that. Huh? Tafsiri Kalam al Rahman. Huh? Taysiri Kalam al Mannan fi Tafsiri. No, Taysiri Kalam al Rahman fi Tafsiri Kalam al Mannan. Oh, al Rahman al Mannan. It's a kitab which is in English, Arabic is only one volume. In Arabic is how many? Just one volume. Like in English language is what? It's in ten volumes. It's the best one to start with. Yeah? Sa'di. Sheikh Abdurrahman Nasir Sa'di's tafsir. What about the tafsir al-Baydawi? Baydawi's tafsir. Baydawi's tafsir is good, but it also has some places 
It's not like Zamakhshad is one. Like and it has some, a, a great portion of what? A tafsir, a ra'i al-madmum. Has a lot of a ra'i al-madmum. Bad opinions that he mentions. And some of them, you have to realize they have beliefs that are corrupted in their, in their aqidah, so it's going to affect their tafsir. It's going to truly affect their tafsir. And there are other many tafsir books that are written by Shia I don't need to mention. Now we're going to go into the last part of today's session. The shurutul mufassir. If you want to do tafsir of the Quran, what are the conditions? We're going to mention three conditions, inshallah ta'ala. We're going to go over that. And we should be finished, inshallah ta'ala. The, so we're going to speak about... The last part is the shurutul mufassir. The first one is conditions which are ilmiya. Second one is aqliya. And the third one is uh, sulukiya. So these are inshallah ta'ala. So I'm going to mention a couple of ilmiya conditions that the mufassir has to meet. What does it mean, ilmiyan? He has to have a, um, a, 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 his knowledge has to be at a particular uh, amount before he comments on the Quran. From what, what are the things that he needs to know? Quickly write it down, inshallah ta'ala. And if you don't catch what I say, you can always write it from the video. From the things that he needs to know is, Asbab al-Nuzul. He has to know Asbab al-Nuzul al-Quran. When it came down, where this verse came down. He has to know Nasiq and mansukh Which ayahs are abrogated and which ayahs are not abrogated. He said, no one should comment on the Quran if he doesn't know the Nasiq and the mansukh Rather, Ali, another call, he said, um, no one should come and teach in our masajid if he doesn't know Nasiq and mansukh What does Nasiq and mansukh mean? The verses that are abrogated and the verses that abrogated it. Has to know. Okay. Also, the person has to know the verses which are Makki and now watch the verses which are Madani. He has to know that. Also, the person needs to know Qawa'idu Tafsir. Qawa'idu Tafsir, the principles of Tafsir. Like, for example, Al Ibrata Bi'umumi Lafdi, La Bi Khususi Sabab. Do we focus on the wording or do we focus on the meaning? Do we focus on the wording or do we focus on the meaning? When Allah said in the ayah, Ya Nabi Taqillah, O Prophet of Allah, fear Allah. Is Allah talking to the Prophet or is He talking to the believers? Well, this brothers, I want you to understand the relationship between the Al-Fadh, Al-Al-Fadh and the Ma'ani The relationship between the wording and the meaning. If you always ponder on this, it's, this is a big point I want you to all remember. The relationship between wording and what? This is where madhabs came from. Are you with me brothers? Does that make sense? The whole discussion is about these, this. The relationship between what? Wording and? Like for example, the... The Zahiriyah, uh, that's a madhab, right? Madhab al Do you know what they believe? 
Didn't the Prophet say in the hadith that a virgin, the permission is sought from her, or a virgin, when her father presents to her and says, I have a, a man for you. The virgin, what is, her, what is the permission on her side, or her agreement, her consent? What is it based on? Her what? The hadith says her, her silence. Ibn Hazm says, if she talks and she says, Dad, I do want it, he said, that's not acceptance. Do you get the point now? Ibn Hazm said, because the Prophet said, alayhi salatu wasalam, her consent is based on what? Her silence. She's a virgin, she's going to be silent, she's going to be shy. He said, if she says to her, Dad, Dad I do want it. What did he say? She hasn't accepted it, she hasn't consented to it. What did he stick to? He stuck to the wording. And what did he not take? He didn't take the meaning. Because the meaning here, what does it mean? That the virgin will what? Due to shyness and never being married before, she will say that. Does that make sense? So the relationship between the madahibs, whether it be the Hanafiya and the Madikiya and the Shafi'iya and the Hanabila, this is the relationship. When do we stick to the wording? And when we do we take the meaning? Huh? Am I making sense? Even the Quran, when do we stick to the wording, verbatim? This is that don't and when we say no no no, it's the meaning. We take the meaning here. When do we do that? This is also what a person has to study. And that's where this chapter in Usul al Fiqh comes into place, which is called what? Dalalatul Al-Fad. Dalalatul Al-Fad. Are you with me, brothers? And in there you study the Amar, the Nahi, the Aam, the Khas, the Mutlaq, the Muqayyad, the Mujmal, the Mubayyan. These are the wordings. These are all wordings. And the meanings that are taken from it. Are you with me, brothers? And then you can't do tafsir if you don't know all of this. Are you with me, brothers? You can't comment on the ayah if you don't know this. Am I making sense? You also have to know the waqf and the ibtida. What's the waqf and ibtida? When do you stop? Where do you carry on from? Are you with me, brothers? The person has to also know the idgham and the tarqiq. You might think to yourself, does that have an effect on the aqeeqah of the, of the tafsir of the Quran? The idgham? Yeah, it does. Are you with me, brothers? How do you say Allah's name? Lafdul Jalala. Are you with me, brothers? And how is it pronounced? It has a meaning effect in it. And etc. All of those are the conditions of having... This is just some of the... Like I would advise you go to the kitab At-Tibyan. Fi adabi hamalatul Quran written by who? Al-Imam Al-Nawi. He mentions the conditions that a person needs in terms of knowledge to do tafsir of the Quran. The second one is um, it's aqli. <coughs> and of course the person needs to know the Arabic language, right? I mentioned the person has to know the Arabic language. Because Allah sent this Quran in what language? Huh? When we say the person needs to know the Arabic language, some of you automatically only think grammar. 
The Arabic language is 12 sciences. The grammar is only one, one of it. There's ilmul there's nahu, there's sarf, there's balagha. Balagha is three types. Ilmul bayan, ilmul badi, ilmul ma'ani. Are you with me? There's urut, there's qawafi, there's khataba. There's a lot. There are 12 sciences within what? Naam, there are three which are the most important. What are the most important? And nahu, and sarf, and balagha. Are you with me, brothers? Those are the three most important ones. Lacking, that doesn't mean there's only those three. There's adab. The adab here is adab literature, the Arabic literature. Are you with me, brothers? So the person has to be a, has to know the Arabic language before he goes for the Quran. But if you're still on a jurumiya, yeah, brothers, and you still can't tell the difference between kalam and kalima and qawl, can you guys tell the difference between three? Who here knows the difference between kalam, kalima, and qawl? Ibn Malik said, Kalamuna lafdun mufidun kastaqim wasmun wa fi'lun thumma harfun il-kalim. Wahiduhu kalimatun wal qawlu am wa kilmatun biha kalamun qad yu'am. Biljarri wa tanwini wa nida. What is qawl, kalima, and kalami? Does anyone know the difference between the three? You see? Don't comment on the Quran if you don't know the difference between those three. The second condition is shurut, which is aqliya. Shurut aqliya, what does it mean? Some of the scholars, they mention that the person has his brain to have the ability. You know, not everybody who has good knowledge is smart. Are you with me, brothers? Some people, mashallah, they have a lot of knowledge in the religion, but they're not smart. Are you with me, brothers? If you look at their day-to-day doings, you realize, hmm. For example, I went with one of my mashayikh one time, and we were at a shop. And so I was with him, just to show you sometimes, subhanAllah, how quick people can see things. You know, when you go to the shop and you have water, and the water's packed, and when you've got five of them, ten of them, what do you do? Do you put all of them on the, uh, on the till? And let him scan, or if you just give him one and just tell him the remaining numbers. So what I did is I took all of them, I was putting it all on. And my sheikh just said to me, why don't you just take one, give it to him, and tell him the remaining that's on. Let him see it, and tell him you've got five of the bottom. Instead of putting yourself so much effort in, and bringing them all on the table. Ah. Does that make sense, brothers? The day-to-day tasarrufat, the person's smart. They pick up things fast how it can be done whereas the other person it can you can gather as much information as you want but there's not that qudrat al-dhihniya the person lacks it ولذلكه, that's where the scholars said afala yatadabbaruna al-qur'ana am am ala qulubin aqfaluha al-imam al-raghib al-asfahani am al-asbahani however you want to say it he took from this ayah rahimahullah ta'ala that it means those who are smart, they've got the knowledge of the, all the knowledge of the deen, but they're also smart. So they're able to extract from the Quran that which not many people can. Are you with me, brothers? Ibn al-Qayyim, if you read what he brings out of the tasir sometimes, one ayah, Wallahi tastaghrib. Actually shocked. I read this ayah, every day I read this ayah. I've looked at tasir books. 
Ibn al-Qaymani, what did he do? What did he do? He took from this? I'll give you one example. Just, uh, just example. What do we have? La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Allah. How many words do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, and? Ibn al-Qayyim said those seven, they protect you from the seven doors of the hellfire. Sah? Did you guys ever see that? La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah. How many words? He said each one when you say it and you mean it, it, take, it protects you from, a, from the doors of the hellfire. When you say it together, you will not be placed in the hellfire. Sah? Because Allah said, Anyone who says La ilaha illa will not? Who says it with? Are you with me, brothers? Am I making sense? He said something else. He said, All of these words, none of them have dots. They're not the letters that have dots. Sah? Meaning, he said, Don't taint your heart with shirk. Dot in your heart. Don't taint your heart with what? A shirk. Like, Tadabbur on everything, ta'aquli and tafahum, extracting things from it. From an alim like that, we'll take it from him. You may not ponder on it like that. Are you with me, brothers? Also, all of these letters that are mentioned here in the Arabic language, they are considered from the lightest letters to pronounce. They're not hard. Are you with me, brothers? The kha is a hard letter. Are you with me, brothers? The ghain is a hard what? It's hard. None of these hard letters are hard. Because when the person comes into Islam, you can just say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Sah? Easy, you can say it. Am I making sense? What I mean by that is, Al-Qudratu Dhihniya. Are you with me, brothers? Another example, Ibn Al-Qayyim extracts. Allah says, Fala ta'lamu nafs ma ukhfiya min فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنِ The word أَعْيُنِ, hey? let's ponder on that. Are you with me? It's أَعْيُنِ is تَصْغِير. What is it? It's to make something little. Allah says, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ أَيْنَ نَفْسٌ does not know Ma lahum that which has been prepared for it min qurrati ayunin. I'm a jumu'ul qilla, he says. It shows little. Ibn al-Qayyim says, Allah is talking about Jannah and the seeing of Jannah. Why is he belittling the eyes? It's a time when things will be made big. This is Jannah, what you're seeing. Ma rat, wala samiat, wala khatara ala qalbi bashar. He said the reason why it was made little is because the eyes that will enter Jannah are little. People enter Jannah, are they a lot? Are they a lot? Allah says in the Quran, وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ وَإِن تُطِعْ أَكْثَرَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يُضِلُّكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ The majority don't enter the Jannah. Rather, the righteous people are little in number. Are they not? Allah says, وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَيَعْلَمُونَ So we will not, we will read the ayah and look at it and never ponder on it like that. Sahih? So this is Qudrat al-Dhihniyah that Allah gave these. The last one is the shurut which is sulukiyah. What is the shurut which is sulukiyah means this person has good manners. 
good ikhlaq, good adab. From them is the person has the three types of manners that are needed. So the first one is when it comes to manners, what does he have? Adam Allah. Good manners with Allah. That's number one. Number two, Adab. Good manners with the people. And the third one, what is what? Adab with his, with his own nafs. You have good manners with Allah, which is coming with correct aqeed and correct belief and correct. Huh? Good manners with the people. You have a sabr. You have hilm. You're very patient. And you have a lot of forbearance. You can endure pain. If people do things to you, you have, as the Prophet subhanahu wa ta'ala said about the Prophet Good manners, good akhlaq. When the people sit with you, they see good character from you. Are you with me, brothers? You're not a person when the people come to you, you have fadl ghalid al qalb, you're harsh, you're ghalid. Huh? No. You're rahim to the people, sahih? You also have sabr, patience. And etc. Are you with me, brothers? And all the other characteristics that are needed. And the third one is adab with your nafs. How do you have adab with your nafs? One of the greatest characteristics that is is izhad ma inda nas. A person who is a mufassir of the Quran and everything, he doesn't look at what's in the people's hands. What does he do? Zuhd. You have izzatul nafs. Are you with me, brothers? You don't, you're zahid, you're an aesthetic person. Boycotting the dunya, facing towards the hereafter. Your desires for this dunya is nothing. Sahih? Because you know Allah Ta'ala referred to this dunya as what? Allah referred to this dunya as something that's going. Give more virtue to the Akhirah. So they don't give value to this dunya. Those are the characteristics of a mufassir. And the condition of a person who is doing tafsir is that he has those three. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi.